0: Now, it's time to Discover the Leader in You.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Discover the Leader in You. I'm your co-host Maruti Carthon in the studio with Dr. Jason Carthon. And today we're going to be talking about unconventional leadership, unconventional nonprofit leadership to be exact, and doing whatever it takes in that role to make it happen. As a nonprofit leader myself, I'm excited about today's topic and just to see how uh, another female in the industry handles her business when it comes to you know impacting the lives of people that we deal with on a daily basis. I want to share with you guys briefly that today I almost was rolling solo on the show as Dr. Carthen was out this morning impacting lives of uh, men in ministry um, doing a very special keynote speaking, and I just tell you, I was praying, Lord please let him arrive so I don't have to do this show on my own. And he made it and he's here. And I just want to say welcome to the show, honey.
0: Oh, thank you, gorgeous. I appreciate that. And you know what? It was a little touch and go there for a second. I mean, we had a, a phenomenal uh, crowd this morning for the um, opportunity to speak at a men's conference. And as anyone knows, you, you have to be ready <laughs> for the unexpected. And I had to jump back on the road to get here and just thankful to be here, and I think that everyone's going to absolutely love today's show. There's some housekeeping items that we always have to take care of before I do that. Just want to remind everybody that, you know, if you are serious about personally developing, if you want to add some skills and some just some tools in your toolbox, make sure you're checking out jasoncarthen.com. We have some free resources there for you. We have online courses there for you. So many different things that you can engage if you really want to up the ante and do what you need to do to be exceptional in whatever God has called you to do. So I'm excited about today because as we talk about nonprofit leadership, I'm reminded that's where I cut my teeth. I remember being in a nonprofit arena and I can honestly tell everybody that, you know, it is not for the faint of heart. And today's topic of unconventional nonprofit leadership is so appropriate. And I just want to remind everybody that whenever you decide to go into anything, you have to count the cost. You have to count the cost. So it's just one of those things that I just want to remind everybody of. And I also want to let you guys know that on today's show, this very special guest, Isha Ansari, is going to be sharing just some nuggets with us about this unconventional leadership and then also what it looks like to do whatever it takes. She's the regional director of Cleveland Young Lives and Isha, you know, I'm excited. Let me let me do you the best service and share a little bit about you before we actually bring you on to talk. And I want to remind everybody, if you have any questions for Isha or my lovely bride, you can give us a call at one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten, or you can tweet your questions to me at Jason Carthen, we would love to be able to hear from you. And the last reminder is to let everybody know that our upcoming workshop on February 20th, uh, How to Get Booked and Paid to Speak, is already scheduling. Make sure you go to jasoncarthen.com to register. We'd love to have you there. If you're looking to increase your income level or increase uh, your income streams, you wanna take this uh, workshop, it would be amazing what will happen when you add that to your repertoire. Being able to speak is just an amazing, and phenomenal opportunity for you. Now, without further ado, as I shared, Isha is the director of Cleveland Young Lives, a faith-based teen mom mentoring group on the east side of Cleveland. Isha first got involved in Cleveland Young Lives around 2006 while attending New Community Bible Fellowship Church as part of an outreach relationship and church had with, with really what it had with the Cleveland Young Lives, just the partnership there was amazing. And even though the project ended, Isha continued to volunteer and mentor on a regular basis. And in 2008, Isha was brought on staff for Young Lives as part time. And then she was also working as a full time nurse. Now, I just want you guys to think about that for a second. She was juggling two careers in that way, but she was devoted to what she wanted to do in the nonprofit sector. So in 2014, she decided to leave her nursing position and lead Cleveland Young Lives full-time. So Isha currently runs a monthly club that hosts 25 to 30 teen moms and their children, and Cleveland Young Lives currently impacts five schools in the inner city of Cleveland. In her free time, Isha loves to spend time with her two daughters, uh, Morgan and Madison. She hosts family gatherings, she loves to read, and this last one, I, I got to ask you about Isha. She loves to watch home improvement shows. Isha, what's up with that? And welcome to the show. Hey, Isha, are you there? All right. I don't know. I <laughs> guess maybe, <laughs> maybe we lost Isha. Well, I tell you what, you know, this whole thing, while, the, uh, actually while we're trying to bring Isha back on here, I just want to let everybody know that, you know, whenever you're doing live radio, different things like this happen and you have to be ready for them and it's, it's game time. You know, it's just it's part and parcel. So one of the things that I will do so our listening audience uh, stays connected is, Em, I want to ask you, this whole thing of nonprofit leadership really requires some things of you. What have you found over, over your time being a nonprofit uh, ministry and outreach is the most challenging part?
1: I guess the most challenging part would be time because you never have enough of it. Um, but as a nonprofit leader, the, the, the greatest aspect that you can have is partnership. And uh, that's why I asked Isha to come on the show today. She and I have actually partnered on a couple um, endeavors and are, are working on things in the future. And just uh, seeing somebody else's style and leadership and, uh, and training and then looking at what you do, you kind of know, okay, this is what works for my company. This is what works for her company this is what works for us together in impacting lives and, and carrying out our missions. Okay. So um, I was kind of, you know, look, looking forward to this, but like you said, technology is always, it's always something, but I'm hoping <laughs> that she didn't miss any of her intro because, <laughs> you know, we have this fantastic show lined up, but yeah, those are the two two things that I would say, you know, time is the, is the most challenging because you start working on something and then time just, Bam. It's done. Yes. But then the second thing, the most important thing to have is partnership. And when you meet somebody like Isha, who is um, running her own organization as well uh, with the teen moms and then, you know, you're impacting teens at a different level. Then you kind of can see, you know, what your strengths are and where where you're in carrying your missions.
0: I love that. You know, it's one of those things. And I think Isha may be getting ready to come back on. Isha, are you there? Well, I tell you what, Isha, when people talk about making a (laughs) dynamic entrance, Isha, whenever you do come on. Are you there? Whenever you do come on, it's going to be amazing. So we'll just say that. Em, to something that you just described there, you talked about the whole piece of partnership. I can actually tell you that sometimes that can be a double-edged sword because when you want to partner with people, they may have a different mission. So... It's something that I've talked about in the past. I mean, you have to be able to take a one-down approach and understand the the good of the collective outweighs the good of the few. Would you agree to that?
1: Absolutely. And, and also, too, don't get lost when you're, when you're working on a mission. It's not just all for one person and not for the other. You have to find a balance, too. And what can we do that's going to benefit both of us? How can we both grow in this? And so what— Uh, Isha and I and then also Dr. Uh, Robin who was on the show not too long ago we did a a circle of friends um, and so we meet and we talk and all three of us talk about our you know entities and what we're doing and how we can help each other out and it's not a well my you know my nonprofit is more important than yours it's more of a hey we're women in leadership we need each other's help We're, we're where do you think I could find some help at for this or some resources right. for that? And we kind of piggyback off each other and help each other out in that way.
0: Now, see, and that's powerful. And this is this is good. And, and whenever Isha gets on, I, I think she'll be able to lend to the conversation. But Em, at the end of the day, you know, what you just described is just that mutual accountability. And also there's quite a bit of humility that has to take place with that. Mm-hmm. Because I think that we all, in a nonprofit arena, we all have to worry about The idea of actually raising funds, uh, making sure we can have healthy collaboration. And if you are in a place where you are not in that healthy place, it can be a challenge because, you know, if people start competing for dollars Mm
1: -hmm. or insecurities or or just absolutely or going, wow, how does she have it all together and I don't or or what am I doing wrong? I mean, you can't think like that. You have to go. I'm here. I'm now. And and we're going to help each other out. And maybe there's something that I can do well that I can help. This individual with, and she can help me too. But like you said, you have to have humility, um, and you also have to be willing to accept help.
0: Yeah, and see that part is that's so powerful. And you know, and I think um, one of the things that we have to remember, and this is something I talk about all the time. Zig Ziglar talked about this: if you are willing to help others to achieve their goals, at the end of the day, you'll find that you (laughs) are able to reach all of the goals you've set for yourself, and that really requires quite a bit of servant leadership and taking the one-down approach and loving on as many people as you can and helping them get to where they want to be. So now I hear some shuffling Me in too. the background and I, I'm Drum a little roll. slow to say it. Drum but, roll, please. You know, is that Isha on the line? Okay. Well we still <laughs> what? This is a this is an interesting thing and it's it's a blessing though either way because you know, technology is going to do what it's going to do, but we have to remember that, you know, we still have to move forward. And some of the things contextually that we were going to talk about today with Isha, they really apply to really what M is doing uh, on a daily basis. And then also just some of the things that I've experienced over a period of time. But one of the things that, <clears throat> M, I I want to ask you about, when you actually decided to get into this thing of nonprofit. You know, many people have a misnomer there. They think that nonprofit is just going to be, oh, we're singing Kubaya every day. We're holding hands and we're just feeding the homeless. But it's more to it than that. Isn't there an executive side to the nonprofit sector? Oh,
1: absolutely. It's more than just uh, giving away of, you know, food and, and time and stuff like that. It's giving away of yourself. Um, you, there's a lot of research. Um, there's a lot of time put into it. And sometimes you question yourself and you go like, oh, my God, am I doing this for the right – like Am I doing this? Are you seeing what why I'm doing it? Is it is it worth it? And it's it's more so like you know in your heart that you're doing it for the right reasons. You know what you're trying to do. You know what your mission is and what your accomplishment is. But then people go, "Oh, you're a nonprofit. Oh, okay, you guys do things for free." And it's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> like we're a nonprofit. That means we need support from the community in order to carry out our missions and what we do. And it, that's the hardest component to even try to put out there because, no, I'm not going to charge my mentees. To come and get mentoring from me, you know, right. but I also, if I'm solely doing my nonprofit, you know, it, those expenses of getting them food all the time and then taking them on the trips and then doing different things, you know, that just, if I don't have a full-time job outside of my nonprofit, then there's, there's nothing that we can do except for meet face to face and talk to her blue. That's yeah. pretty much
0: it. And see, let me, let me cut in because see, you start getting on a tangent. I know you're going to run with that because you were talking about very real stuff. There em. You have a situation where... You know, hey, if you are in the nonprofit arena, OK, what M just described is a willingness to go out and seek partners. OK, because when you have a situation where what M just described, we have a very vibrant mentoring program. We have actually people that come over to our home and we host them and we go to the schools and all these different things. And that requires funding. Especially with our mentees, I mean, they like to eat, <laughs> so that's one of the things. And then they also have programmatic emphasis, so there's some things that we have to provide for them. Their assessment tools, different things like that. So you have to really be intentional with the idea of counting the costs, as, as I shared at the very top of the show. You know, you have to be intentional because you know if you're not, then you may deal with a certain level of disappointment. Uh, when you go into the nonprofit arena. But I will tell you this, if it is part of your calling, nothing is going to deter you at that point. I mean, you count, you've count you counted the cost. Uh, the children and or the adults, because we don't just work with children, um, are actually receiving a benefit from it. And that is very rewarding. It allows you to really say, okay, as my wife alluded to, I am in this for the right reason. And I will be sustained by understanding that hey, I'm doing this for the right reason, I'm helping people, now I have to actively go and look for community partners that can not only help me from a volunteer standpoint, but they can also help me from a financial or fiduciary standpoint. So those are things that I think we have to really give consideration when we start talking about this whole thing of nonprofit leadership. Now, everybody, I know we're getting ready to transition and take a break here. One of the things that I'm hoping is that, hey, maybe Isha will be able to join us. That is our prayer, but we are talking about unconventional nonprofit leadership and really doing whatever it takes. And my bride has stood in the gap for Isha. When we come back from break, we're gonna keep talking about this thing. We're just going to make it happen. Cuz that's what we do. That's right. I'm
1: going to get my girl on the phone though. All We're right. doing this. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, everybody. Hey, it's the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carathan, and we have been talking about the idea of unconventional nonprofit leadership and really doing whatever it takes at the end of the day. And I know we were trying to get Isha on the line. I'm not sure we're gonna give this a shot.
1: Let's see, Isha, are you there? I heard her in the studio, so we have to, look, be patient. We're doing this thing. <laughs> I'm a woman of leadership. I went in there with my leadership skills, told the guys, hey, we got to get her on.
0: <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things that this is such a teachable moment. I love it. You know, I go into corporations and help the leadership, whether it's C-suite executives or direct line uh, leaders in the organization and really Hello. Isha! <laughs> Let me finish my thought there and, <laughs> and really help them to do some amazing things. But a lot of it is based upon one, emotional intelligence, being able to really rally based upon whatever circumstances are presented to you and being empathetic and understanding at that point. And then also situationally, when you're engaging people, you have to be able to react based upon whatever the situation calls for at that time, if you're truly going to lead in that context. So this has been that type of situation today and it's always God's timing as well. So Isha, can you hear me? Okay.
1: Now she's saying, uh, she can, she can't hear us, but we can hear her. So here, yep. That she's online.
0: Okay. You, can you hear me now?
1: So here's what we'll do. Um, I'm going to work on that. I'm still here. She's still there. Okay.
0: Okay, but she can't hear us. Nope.
1: So, um. Yeah, well, that's fine.
0: If you want to work with our guys, Jim, I'm putting you on blast. And Antonio, I'm putting you on blast, too. That's all part of it. (laughs) This is Discover the Leader of You. And these guys are working feverishly to help us and to get Isha on. And Isha can't hear us, but we can hear her. So that can pose a challenge there. Uh, for Jim the said show. he's got
1: it figured out he's gonna get her on
0: Oh it, so. perfect okay
1: but until then like I know you were you're talking about some thoughts and, and and we have all this women in leadership and women nonprofits um, and you had shared in the beginning that you started out with the nonprofit sector yes. can you share with us a little bit about how you went from you know getting paid to perform on the field mm-hmm. to just turning your heart around and wanting to serve others how oh, did yeah. you become interested in that?
0: Wow. That's a great question, honey. Well, wow. We only have enough time for that, but here's the reality. <laughs> you know, I went from the national football league to, as my wife shared, you know, my whole goal was to excel, uh, in an athletic context. And, you know, I really transferred that onto day-to-day living and day-to-day interactions with people. You know, and my, my goal was to, not be any less a champion, you know, every day going about my business and approaching uh, professional sports with a just an extreme passion for being professional but also highly skilled wanted to bring the same thing into the community and also teach and train and give of myself as much as possible to help them to do the same thing. So when I made that transition into the community, especially in the nonprofit sector, it really allowed me to say, okay, let me bring everything that I've learned, not only from my college um, education, but also from playing on the National Football League playing field and give that to as many people as would listen to me at that point. And it's really, it served me well. And when we talk about this idea of unconventional nonprofit leadership. That's what I had to deal with uh, when I transitioned from football into the nonprofit arena because it was a different animal. It really was. And the, the selflessness was not something that was cultivated in the National Football League. It was, it was really, you know, that time for me to do some introspection and realize I needed to love on as many people and help them reach their goals as possible.
1: And I think that's a great segue into the reason why I asked uh, that is for you to give your history just a little bit because, Isha, are you on the line now? I am on the line. Praise God. Isha! <laughs> no. Isha. So... <laughs> So we we have to skip the little story about yourself. We do want people to know about you, but I want you to dive right in where we were just at. Dr. Carthen, you know, just explained to everybody how he went from the NFL to nonprofit sector. You were a full-time nurse. I mean, a lot of girls, a lot of ladies, a lot of women wish they could be a nurse, and they want to do this full-time. And you were out there doing it, raising your babies, and then you gave it all up for the nonprofit world. Why?
2: Well, um... I'm jumping in, full force. Um, well, I gave it up because, uh, really, Young Lives as um, a nonprofit and as a faith-based. Uh, God was just calling me to do something greater um, with, yes. with my life and um, the way that I serve. And so, um, not that I did not love my job, but uh, I loved uh, the girls and working in the community so much more um, that I just want to dedicate my whole life to doing that and, um, and raising up other leaders.
0: That is powerful. I mean, at the end of the day, if I hear you correctly, you know, you were being obedient to the call, Isha. And so many people get hung up even right there. They say, well, you know, I I like what I do, but God, you're calling me to something greater. And you're also calling me to build people up. You know, that that may cost me something, but you made the very mature decision to go after it. So one, I want to applaud you. But then two, I want to ask you, What have been some very specific challenges when you decided to take that leap of faith in that way?
2: Wow. Uh, The first one is is definitely uh, specifically finances. Um, As you know, in in every nonprofit sector, you're raising money, you're you're building funding, um, not only just for uh, the nonprofit itself, but for operational expenses um, as far as uh, your salary as well. So you're raising... um, you know raising money for all of that, so that has definitely been a hurdle um to overcome when you're not getting a steady paycheck every two weeks
0: yes. um,
2: <laughs> that is is definitely uh a, a leap of faith um, that you have to have enter, entering in, and I think that you just have to be passionate about what you're doing and trusting. Um, for me, trusting God that He's providing for myself and for the ministry to continue, because ultimately this is His ministry. So. That's right. That's right. That
0: is so true. But I think you know, if we keep it real, and you know, that's who I am. I have to say this. You know, you <clears throat> when you decided to strike out and do this thing, if I just heard you, you're you're telling us that every day is a faith walk. You know, this idea of raising funds, this idea of making sure that it's in alignment with daily operations, you're not receiving a paycheck every two weeks. So when you walk this thing out, when you go into your, and I love the war room, but when you go into your prayer closet, you know, like they talked about (laughs) in in the movie, the war room, (laughs) it is between you and God, Isha, you know? Yes, yes. And I tweeted this to you, and I think I put it on Instagram too, but the reality is that you're doing some amazing things, sis. And it really requires some things of you, and it's it's not for the faint of heart, but you have figured out how to really move forward, keep momentum, you know, and continue to build up other people. But let me ask you this, you know, tell us a little bit about Young Lives. What is Young Lives? And we're gonna take a break here in a couple of minutes.
2: Okay, uh, sure. Young Lives is a faith-based mentoring group for pregnant and parenting teen moms. Um, We just do life with uh, our young moms. Um, We assign them mentors, and a mentor just enters uh, a young mom's world and modeling the unconditional love of Christ and showing them compassion, and we offer parental guidance just in a very unconventional way. Um, And I can tell you a little bit about how uh, we do that unconventionally uh, and reach teen moms and their babies
0: after your break. Oh, absolutely. Well, even before we transition to break, M, you know, you've heard some of these things that Isha has talked about. I, I want to ask you, too, I mean, how is it that you maintain this momentum? Because I get a chance to see you when you're not upbeat all the time about raising funds and all that. How do you maintain? How do you keep this thing
1: going? Well, it's faith as well. <clears throat> if you would have asked me 20 years ago what I would have been doing – um is a future career, I would have told you, you know, geriatrics or nursing like Isha had gotten into. Those are the things that I thought I was supposed to do because of the health field that I was in and the school I was in. But when you look back at my track record and what I was happiest doing, so when I was emceeing for the Boys and Girls Club, when I was volunteering at the university settlement, when I was um, – Beating the homeless and doing all these different things. Um, and that was my subtle but not so subtle <laughs> uh, reminder that break is coming. So, um, But, yeah, th- those are the things that just kind of tugged my heart. So when I'm not upbeat, I have to remember why I do it. And that's what keeps me going. And just to know that if I keep working hard at it, it's going
0: to come. Absolutely. That is good stuff. Well, hey, everybody, we're getting ready to transition a break here. And we're talking about unconventional nonprofit leadership with Isha Ansari and really understanding that at times we must do whatever it takes. So when we come back from break, we're gonna unpack this a little bit more about what it looks like to do life with the young ladies involved with Young Lives, okay? Stay tuned everybody, we'll be right back.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to Discover the Leader in You. Today, we are talking with Miss Isha about unconventional nonprofit leadership, whatever it takes. And I must say that today's show has been unconventional, (laughs) say the least. And we are actually doing whatever it takes to make sure that you, the listening audience, gets the best experience you can possibly get. And we have so much to talk about with Isha that we definitely have to have her come back on the show again so that everybody can hear her story from start to finish. So I guarantee you that that will happen in the future. But before we went on break, you know, Isha was telling us a little bit about Young Lives, and the one thing that I, I really appreciated that she said was they mentor by giving them life. Like, we do, like, actionable set things that are going on now, and, and there's parental guidance that's given and advice and all these things. And so before we went on break, Isha said she had more to share with us. So, Isha, if you wouldn't mind, let's pick up where we left off.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how um, how we lead unconventionally. Um, young Lives is part of a national Young Profit Young Life um, it was just known known for going uh, where kids are and uh, just doing life with them and being very intentional and relational with that and and it's no different with our teen moms. Um, so we have our monthly club and um, in fact it's unconventional because we it, we call it in short, a two-hour mini sleepover without actually sleeping over Um, in our two-hour meeting. We have high-energy music. We have relationship-building games that are completely crazy. Uh, A lot of times, there's a lot of whipped cream used and uh, a lot of fun things that goes on. Um, We do humorous skits. I think that I'm an undiscovered actress. And, um... And we have a talk um, by a leader that's given the basics of Christian faith. Um, and we do all that just to show them we're human, too. We like to have fun and just breaking down some of those barriers. Um, I always call it being silly for the sake of the gospel. Yeah, um, I like that. And uh, in addition to, to all of that, we um, we offer some things that typically programs don't um, offer, which is child care. We um so they're able to have someone watch their baby while they're doing the program. And we also offer transportation and a homestyle meal and um, resources such as diapers and wipes and other things like that.
0: Wow, Isha, that is so powerful. Em, I know you had a follow-up, but let me just ask this. I mean, you know, Isha, you also said earlier it's about, you know, we show them how to do life. And everything you just described, you know, the high-energy music, music, the impact that's mm-hmm. taking place at that point – Isha, I also saw a post maybe I I don't know if it was Instagram, but you were doing very practical things. You were teaching them how to create wipes. Yep. You know, different things like that. Yep. And that stuff is the stuff you can use. Mm-hmm. That that is really good stuff. So Yeah. Now Yeah, uh,
2: our um we we do a lot of practical things in our life class that we have. Um it's just we call it life classes, we're just doing life and thinking of things that um, that we actually need in, in life as single moms and as moms in general. Um, I'm an extreme couponer, and I've showed my girls how to coupon, so that's always <laughs> been fun. But it's just practical things that um, to get them to reach their potential. Wow.
0: I like that. Now I do have to press in here a little bit. You said that you are a undiscovered actress. Give me more words. What's that all about?
2: <laughs> oh gosh. I, I love acting. I, I think like, I, lo- I missed my calling on that. I love <laughs> acting. I love, um, I'm, I'm really extremely silly with the girls and, um, all of yeah. our acting, my acting skills, they probably don't think that I'm undiscovered, but <laughs> I love to act and, um, and just get in and do skits. And the skits are normally about things that the girls are doing, so they're really funny, but they're really things that they're doing that they kind of don't think that, you know, is funny at all.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, how
2: some of their attitudes are portrayed, and, and we're just kind of working that out. But when they see it, um, me doing it, you know, they're, like, thinking, like, that's not kind of cool, that's not, I shouldn't be talking like that, or, you know, but we do it in a way that we're not being judgmental. Right. Um
0: That's good. And we're letting
2: them be themselves, yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, it sounds like some great role play. And many people learn differently. And if you're able to take them there and maybe give them an example without condemning, you know, they are more apt to embrace it and go, okay, maybe I do need to improve in that area. That's probably not something I should do. But all right, so we're going to call you on the carpet one of these days. We've got to see some of those acting skills, and <laughs> we'll see that happen. <laughs> All right, so now another thing, you know, this was interesting to me. You know, the whole idea, we understand how you got involved with uh, Cleveland Young Lives, but how has it impacted you personally? If you could give us just a brief synopsis, how has it impacted you personally?
2: Wow, sure. Uh- in a major, major ways, it definitely increased my faith walk mm-hmm. and in, increased um, my relationship with Christ. And it's all also um, allowed me to have compassion for a generation that's often forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that has made a, a, be, a major impact in just how I deal with people every day. It allows me to just have compassion and, and spread hope and hope. Um, and want to disciple others wherever they're at, whether a team mom, one of my friends, um, just to uh, show how to love people well just through my everyday life. So um, wow. that's kind of what Young Lives has, has really shown me how
1: to just live for Christ.
0: Wow, Isha, that is good stuff. And so I heard you say a faith walk has really been strengthened because of that. Compassion yeah. for a generation that has been forgotten. And then also the discipline of discipling others. And loving people well. So, Isha, you know, you are really, you're doing some amazing things, as I alluded to, but what are you doing to stay sharp? What are you doing to stay pressed into the Lord and know that you need to grow and develop every day? Because everything you just described, hey, you're giving of yourself constantly. So Mm -hmm. how are you staying sharp?
2: Oh, wow. Well, um, first thing and foremost, I have to fall on my knees daily. Yes. Uh, and stay in relation and, and, and constant prayer uh, with God. But as well as, um, as well as, you know, as discipling others, you need to be, I need to be discipling myself. So I have plenty of um, mentors and, that I uh, meet with and I talk with, and they are discipling me um, and and do it very well, and also people praying for me. Um, and that's, I think that that has been one of the biggest uh, things for me and how I've been impacted um as well. No. It's just the to, this to having someone disciple me and uh, and and just going to Jesus with everything. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Remember before earlier when we didn't have Isha on the line we talked about um, being able to ask for help and just being humble that way. Uh is very humble. And she will be the first to tell you like these are things that are challenging, these are things that are good, this is, you know, an area that I'd love to have more help with, more improvement with and so She's not sharing all that, you know, right now. But she's very humble in what she does. And she's also a lifesaver. She, um, she still has her nursing background. Her nursing kicks in every now and then. She, uh, she's a hero, and she doesn't even know it. So I'm putting her on blast uh, on that. But,
0: <laughs> Tell us about that, Em. What, what happened? Did something happen that we need to know about? Yeah. We, um, <laughs>
1: I was actually doing a fundraiser meeting, um, and Isha and I were <coughs> supposed to meet up for lunch. And uh, I had to cancel our we'll reschedule our meetup because I couldn't get out of my fundraising meeting, and then later that day, and I'll let Isha finish the story.
0: What happened, Isha? <laughs>
1: it was so funny. Um,
2: well, I was at the grocery store um, getting some things for Young Lives, and this man behind me—he grabs my shoulder really hard. And I mean, in today's society, I'm like, "What's going on?" You know, I I'd turn around in kung fu mode, and um, and he <laughs> drops to the ground. And he ends up having a stroke. Um, in the store, and wow. you know, I just kicked in a high gear, and um, and and prayerfully, I'm not sure as, as the outcome, um, but he was uh, he was alert when the ambulance got
1: there, and was just great, and uh, wow. been still praying for that man.
0: Man, see and, that's and timing. I and
1: I think that for for everybody listening, like Isha went from being a full time nurse to a nonprofit leader. But just because God called her to do something different, he didn't take away the skills that he gave to her before that were helping her to, to learn what she was supposed to do in this lifetime. So mm-hmm. she has multiple skills, multiple tools and different things that she does. So I didn't want that not to go out there because it may that guy's listening. You know, you never know. You never know. And That's so, right. You know, Isha's a lifesaver. She shaves, you know, not shaves, saves. Sorry. Well, hopefully, you don't <laughs> shave people.
0: Don't be shaving people, Isha. I just got an time there. But <laughs> she's, you know,
1: she, she shares um, with these, these young ladies and young lives. And I mean, she's a lifesaver. That's the only thing I can think about it because of the program that she's in and what she's doing. And then she does a fantastic job with her daughters as well.
0: Yeah. And see, you know, Em, I, I'm glad that you shared that. And I also love the fact that you shared the humility piece. Really, people shouldn't say that, well, I'm humble, I'm humble. No, <laughs> other people typically will right. ascribe that to you. And just the, hearing a story like that, or how you stood in the gap for that man that was having that stroke, it's just an amazing thing. And. I like to tell people all the time that your gifting will make a place for you. And it's not always just relegated to ministry in that context. It's also related to what do you bring to the table? Your purpose and your calling still remain sure, but your audience is gonna always change. Mm -hmm. And that day, that audience was that gentleman that was having a stroke. So Mm -hmm. that's just, that's an amazing testimonial right there. So Isha, you know, you, you gave us some great points the, the mentoring piece, uh, people praying for you, people encouraging you, and really speaking life to you. That's how you stay recharged. That's how you are able to continue to be a great mom, you know, to Madison and Morgan. You know, so let us ask you this How has the uh, Young Lives interaction that, that you've had affected your young people? I mean, do you have actionable information that says, Hey, you know what? Isha came into my life and I'm better for it. For it. What what sort of feedback are you getting?
2: Well, um, definitely from our girls um my young moms, they, you know, our, the relationship that I have with them—they're always saying, "Oh, well, you know, this is so great. I have—I'm not lonely." Um, and I, in that sense, I always like like to direct them back to Christ as far as loneliness. But we all need friends. We all need people that we um, can talk to. One of the the things that I love about Young Lives that we've been doing over the past few years is kind of one of our measurable outcomes is um, teen moms going to college. And I'm all about education. Um, and. I was just like, teen moms can go to college, four-year colleges, and um, some of them are like, no, I can't, I can't. And um, so we've been working with um, our team moms to make sure that they get to college, at, graduate high school, and get to college, whether four-year college, two-year, or vocational school. And so it's exciting um, that 99% of our moms are doing that now. Wow! So this just started two years ago, so it's been amazing. Um, we also have another uh, measurable outcome of um, re- repeat pregnancy. So who, who's getting pregnant after they've been in our program for a while? And um, we have about an 80% where girls are not getting pregnant again. So um, that's my prayer, you know, that we're able to educate them and get them to college. And we're not having repeat pregnancies before the age of 20 or 22, Um where girls are breaking that cycle of poverty um, through education and waiting to have other children.
0: Isha, let me say this. We're going to transition to break, but when we come back, I want to pick this back up because these are not small stats that you're sharing with us. You're talking 99%, 80%. When we come back from break, everybody, we're going to pick this back up, and I want to hear a little bit more because it actually lends social proof to what Isha is doing through Young Lives, everybody. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to
1: Discover the Leader in You. I'm your co-host, Maruti Carthan, on the mic this afternoon. Just want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. We have just been having a great afternoon with Isha, and I just want to thank her again for coming on and for dealing with all the riffraffs of programming here in the studio. It doesn't happen all the time, but when it does, patience is the only thing we can ask for, and so just want to thank you so much for that. Before we went on break, we were talking about some fantastic statistical numbers that you gave us, 90%, 80%. And these are all things that are pure reflection of your leadership style. So let's pick up where we left off at, Dr. Carthen.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before I even do that, I just want to give a shout out to our crew in the studio because technology happens, and and Antonio is doing a great job, and Jim is in there. So we're seeing leadership and action right now. So we appreciate that, and Isha's on the line. So, Isha, you said that, you know, at this point, over the last two years, you guys have been able to graduate 99% of your attendees and those that are in the program. So I have to ask you this, okay? As far as people that uh, are able to support, you need to put those numbers out there (laughs) to them because these are outcomes. And anyone in the nonprofit arena knows that the more you can demonstrate outcomes and effectiveness then people want to support. So how do you feel about these numbers and how do you convey them to some of your supporters and contributors?
2: Yeah, well, um part of our, our case statement that we do is we, we put those numbers in there and as they continue to grow, um, that's how we can we get it out to our supporters and um our donors. Um, but one of the things I love to do is just take one of those team moms who has been on a year in college and just have her go and talk to our supporters and just tell how, you know, how she thought that um I couldn't go to college. I have a baby. And um, and then she gets there, and she's doing it. And um, one of the cool things is that they're just doing amazing things. We had one of our team moms this year. Um, she screenshotted me a picture of her. Um, her She made Dean's List of her letter, and she was just wow. so excited um and it shows that other teen moms that are coming through our program, we always have the teen moms come back and talk to them and tell them how they did it and what support they needed um, to, to get to college. And it just encourages them. It just lights a fire on them and it just lets them know that I can do this. Um, so I just think them them coming back and, and sharing how that helped them. Um, and it's really just our support and them, us pushing them, uh, you can do this, you can do this, and um, We gain support from um, outside resources to help with some of the fees they may have with, like, college applications and things like that. Um, And we get resources to come in and help fill out FAFSAs and um, and just partnering with colleges um, to just get them to college.
0: Wow, that is great. That is great. So, Isha, let me ask you this then. If people wanted to support or even provide contributions, how would they get in contact with you and where can they give? Uh, to Young Lives?
2: Sure. Um, Well, you can go to our website at www.clevelandyounglives.younglife.org and um, all of our information is on there. You can give on there. Um, You can... Check out some of our great videos from some of our clubs. You can see some of my acting skills um, <laughs> online on our website. Um, they can also um, follow us just for information uh, on Instagram and uh, Twitter at uh, Cleve, at C-L-E-V-E underscore Young Lives, and also on Facebook at Cleveland Young Lives.
0: Well, oh, I didn't even know you guys were on all those channels. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. just, okay, all right, very good. Well, hey, we need to do some cross-posting then because I want as many people as possible to – hear about you guys and what you're doing. Uh, everybody listening, we had a, the privilege, of my bride and I, we had the privilege of going and hearing Isha's testimony, and then also just hearing some of the young ladies and just the mm-hmm. impact, and honey, I know you were blown away, I know I was by that night, but what was your take upon you know just hearing and seeing it all?
1: I know we are um, running out of time for tonight's show, or today's show rather, um, and I want the audience to get as much of it that, that they can, so like I said, we'll have Isha back on again. But my takeaway from even meeting Isha at the beginning it, you know, she impacts these girls, she's got this group of supporters. But I was mainly impressed with the fact that Isha is a single mom herself and she's doing it, so she's leading by example, she's leaning on God to take her through all of this. And she is showing these girls that you can be a woman in leadership at a high level, yes. educated and doing what you need to do as long as you're leading with Christ first.
0: Yeah, and educated but real, Isha. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, when you talk about the acting skills and, and when we saw you, when you got up there, I mean, you were able to speak well and you told the young people like, hey, get up here, come on, I need your help, let's do this. And they just responded to you. Mm-hmm. You keep it real. And that's something that our young people, they will they will suspect you very quickly if they don't think they can trust you and you're not keeping it real with right. them. So. We just applaud you for that. And, you know, absolutely, you're welcome. Now, give us a little bit more information with our final few minutes here. You know, when we look at how Young Lives is funded, do you have a different approach or? How do you deal with that? Because most of the time, people in nonprofits rely upon grants and foundations. Do you have a different approach to that?
2: Actually, we do. We rely heavily on personal donations in churches. And since Young Lives is relational, a relational ministry, everything we do is built on relationships. So that's our approach to fundraising, by building personal relationships with our donors. And it just creates a bond between us and them that we're in this endeavor to reach teen moms together. And, I mean, we truly are, whether they're using their time, talent, or treasures, um, by partnering with Young Lives, we um, we continue to make a difference together to reach two generations, the teen mom and their baby.
0: Wow. It's all about relationships yep. now. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to tell you, Em, I know you're going to say something, but one of the things that you know, I go into these organizations and I teach uh, sales training and all these other things. And we always talk about the, just the top three, the, the need, the desire, the finances and, and the trust at the end of the day. So you have four things. And the really key component is that relationship piece. You know, we have to be intentional with the relationship piece. And Isha, I think you guys are doing it the right way. The more that you can build and solidify, that relationship piece, the greater likelihood that people are going to say, hey, I want to give to Isha. It's mm-hmm. not just about Cleveland Young Lives. Isha cares about me. She cares about these children. I want to give and make sure she can be successful with what she's doing and endeavoring to do in terms of growing the organization. And
1: she's also doing something that others can't, but they can support her in doing it. Like I may want to be able to help you know, this young lady who has this child, but I really don't have the time or the skills or the talent or I too emotional to do it. But mm-hmm. if I donate to Isha, I know Isha's going to take care of her for
0: me. Absolutely. So one last time, Isha, if people want to provide gifts and contributions, where do they go in order to be able to do that?
2: Sure. Visit us online at www.clevelandyounglives.younglife.org, and follow us on Instagram at cleave underscore young lives. Same for Twitter and Facebook Cleveland Young Lives.
0: All right. Good stuff. So Isha, I have one parting question for you. When we talk about unconventional leadership, we know that sometimes that can actually require people to think outside of the box. Could you, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Could you give us maybe four key qualities that you need to be successful in the nonprofit arena?
2: Sure. I think you have to be creative. You have to be flexible. You have to be risk-taking and you have to be innovative.
0: Oh, see, you're just showing off. See, that's an executive director. (laughs) That's good stuff. Well, Isha, we are out of time. And I just want to say thank you so much. And and thank you for being patient with us as we dealt with the technical difficulties earlier. But what we are going to do, we're going to bring you back on the show. We'll get it scheduled here soon. But I want everyone listening to really understand that Isha has stepped out. She stepped out and not only answered the call of God upon her life, but she's taken the spiritual risk to speak into the lives of others. Now, if you don't know this, then that is costing her something because she's held to a higher standard at that point. And she's walking this thing out on a daily basis. So I just ask that everyone would uh, continue to pray. Uh, for Cleveland Young Lives, and pray for Isha. She's doing some amazing things. We're out of time, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you tune in next week. All right, take care now. Thank you. been listening to Discover the Leader in You with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthon. We want to hear from you. Connect with us now. Visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthon.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash jasoncarthonenterprises. Follow us on Twitter at Jason Carthen. Let's keep the conversation going. And if you want to listen to the podcast, go to jasoncarthonradio.com. Be sure to join us every Saturday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you.